Welcome to our new micro podcast series, where authors answer four questions provided by the Journal of Neurophysiology's Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nina Ramirez. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Sit back, relax, and take a listen. Hello, my name is Lydian Lozier, and I am a PhD student at the BUNR lab at the University of Quebec in Chicoutimi. I completed a master's degree in clinical and biomechanical sciences. I also work as a physical therapist with patients presenting different neurological conditions such as stroke. I am here today to introduce you to a study recently published in the Journal of Neurophysiology entitled Variation of Corticospinal Excitability During Kinesthetic Illusion Induced by Musculotendinous Vibration. I am interested in proprioceptive disorders since several neurological problems can cause it. In clinical context, these disorders are in fact difficult to manage due to a lack and limited number of clinical tools. Musculotendinous vibration is a new promising approach to assess and treat these kinds of disorders according to some studies. When vibration is applied over a tendon, it sends a direct signal to the muscle and strongly activates muscle spindles. These mechanoreceptors are responsible for the perception of our limb's position in space. Vibration has the potential to create an illusion of movement in the absence of visual feedback since mechanoreceptors interpret this stimulation as a stretching sensation. However, underlying neurophysiological mechanism remains unclear. The aim of this study was to investigate how kinesthetic illusion induced by vibration can influence corticospinal excitability using transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS as a non-invasive assessment tool of the motor cortex activity. In our methodology, vibration was applied over wrist flexor tendon for 10 seconds interval to induce wrist extension illusion, as you can see on the graphical abstract. We use TMS to investigate corticospinal excitability at three different time points during kinesthetic illusion, either at the first, fifth, and 10 seconds after vibration onset. We also measured baseline values without any vibration stimulation. Electromyographic signal of the wrist extensor muscle was monitored in each condition since it's the muscle group concerned by the illusory movement. Our results demonstrated that corticospinal excitability change during kinesthetic illusion induced by vibration. Indeed, we found lower values at the first second compared to the other time point, as you can see on the graphic of the abstract. However, there was no significant difference with our baseline values without vibration. This kind of pattern could maybe be explained by the fact that it can take some time for the brain to interpret and properly perceive the illusion of movement. 
your study didn't allow us to clearly interpret or identify underlying mechanism, but it showed that corticospinal excitability change across time during illusion. As mentioned before, musculotendinous vibration has the potential to be used as a therapeutic tool in the context of rehabilitation. A better understanding of underlying neurophysiological mechanism in LT subject is interesting before testing this method with patients presenting proprioceptive disorders or even before considering it in clinical rehabilitation. In the future, it will be interesting to study the mechanism during the illusion, for example by applying the vibration over a longer period. It would also be possible to use other stimulation approach to be able to identify the contribution of spinal networks versus cortical ones in the explanation of the mechanism. Of course, it will also be relevant to study whether we would observe similar results with populations who have sensory or motor deficits associated with neurological disorders. Thank you for listening and for your interest in this study. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Journal of Neurophysiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the Journal of Neurophysiology's homepage.